Thank you, Hedley. Good job. So good to see you in church this morning and uh, pray that uh, you've had a great week and you've got a better week on the way. Before we move on, I just want to welcome all our online guests as well. Thanks for tuning in and really pray that the message today will touch you wherever you are in, uh, in the world. Before we move on, I just want to mention Erica today's on our worship team, but she's our intern for the year. So Erica Bond is our intern and she is doing the Youth Alive Academy. So that is a great course, uh, the leadership stream. So that's going to be really good for you. And I really believe that God's going to use Erica greatly this year to build something stronger into our church. So let's just raise our hands towards it, why don't we we'll just pray for her today. Lord Jesus, we pray for Erica this morning. We thank you for the gift of God upon her life. We pray that this year may be a powerful year. I pray that it may just uh, de define her future, that she may discover and, and grapple with the call of God for her. So we just pray your blessing and your goodness on her this year. And we pray, giving thanks that she's here willing to serve you in Jesus name we pray amen thanks music team you can be you can be released so I've got a message it feels funny I haven't preached for so long here it's like I've been I've been everywhere so last week I was in Port Pirie and um, I, I, I did preach there but it's sort of I'm out of my zone it's like I don't feel like this is um, my pulpit or something this is like this is so out there now but um we had a, a one pastor retiring and the new pastor being installed, so I was able to be part of both of those transitions. So that was a great event to be part of last weekend. That's where I was. Uh, just another commercial before we move on is um, if you have your phones and you haven't got the One Heart Church app, I encourage you to get the app because you can use the app when we preach and we have all the notes on the app and you can follow along and you can put your own notes in. So um, instead of you know, scribbling all over a piece of paper or somewhere else on your phone can all be in there in one place and you can keep those notes because you already have uh, the, the message outline plus you can put your own thoughts in. So get the app, it's good. So what I'm up to, the, my message today, the, the, the title is Bury That Burden and I want us to consider some things today that I think will really launch us well for the rest of this year. Who's ready to be launched today? So... Um, I want us to all say that. Can we all say that together? Bury that burden. Bit of a delayed reaction there, but that's okay. <laughs> you're, you're, the good, you're the good crowd. You're, you're, the, you're the awake crowd, so that was good. But um, have you ever been yourself? Have you ever been uptight? You know, that's, I was just trying to find out where that, that term came from, uptight. But we know what it means to be uptight. But... Um, uh, it means you're bothered, you're uneasy, you're upset about something. But I want to use that as, a, as a, a bit of a foundation for my message today, the word being uptight. Because we know when we're uptight. And we know when other people around us are uptight. It's, um, uptight people are not fun to be around. Have you ever noticed that? They're not fun to be around. Uptight, they're, they're upset, they're worried, they're negative, uh, and, and they're carrying a burden around of their uptightness. See, uptight people can't relax, they can't adapt, they can't enjoy things because they're too uptight no matter what it is. They're, they're uptight, they're just up to, uh, you know, the best word for it is uptight. 
But I'll tell you something, uptight people are, are only fun to be around when we're uptight about the same things. Have you noticed that? An uptight person, when they're uptight but you're not uptight, you say, I don't want to hang around with you. But when you're both uptight about the same thing, it's like, this is therapy. <laughs> a strange thing. So we, we greet each other saying things like, hi, how are you? Do we do that? Hi, how are you going? And it generates an auto-response that, that goes like, good, thank you. I'm good or I'm great. And we walk away because we say those kind of responses. Yeah, good, thanks. Because nobody wants to admit that I'm uptight today. So when you meet people at church, they say, yeah, well, I'm a bit uptight today. Uh, I mean, some people do. They just like, they, they kind of enjoy that. But most of us will say no because we realize there's, there's a stigma attached to when we are negative. When we let people know we're uptight, especially if we're uptight all the time, then, then we don't want people to, to brand us or label us with, hey, there's that uptight person. There's that, that, uh, that person who's always got, got a grizzle about something. But I'll tell you something. Everybody has the ability to be uptight. There's an uptight factor for everyone. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm missing out, I've never been uptight. There is, there'll be days, there'll be things that make you uptight. It's traffic around here, terrible. The, there's the cost of potatoes. There's, there's the weather. There's uh, what other people are saying. Uh, the opinions on Facebook. I, I, I love I love Facebook because you can, what I do is I go, oh, wow, that, that, that gets me uptight. I'm going to respond. And I think, no, nah, Pauline might see it. Delete. <laughs> Delete that. But I've got to ask you the question. Ask, you, ask yourself this. What is my uptight factor? What is your uptight factor? So most of the time, most of us can stay composed, yet every now and then, we can't hold it in. There's a, there's a trigger warning. Don't touch my uptight factor. So we, we all have one. Maybe we have many. But we can keep composed. We can hold it all in most of the time because we're civilized. But there are times when if that, that, um, that factor gets touched in our lives, it will just let it out. We'll let it rip. Let's turn to our Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. When you're uptight, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. So here's to all the uptight people today. This is for you. Bury that burden. So Jesus says, come to me. All of you who are uptight, all of you who are weary, all of you who are carrying burdens, and I will give you rest. That's a great thing. So the, the subject here is in our uptight state. The first thing Jesus said is, come to me. So when we're up, uptight about something, the first point of call should be, I need to be seeing Jesus. I need an appointment with Jesus right now. 
So maybe that's a point to note. Go to Jesus in your uptight moments. No one else wants to be around you in your uptight state, but Jesus says, I can handle that. Do you realize that? You know, I know when I'm uptight, my wife doesn't want me around. She's like, just go. Get out of the house. Go and do something. Nick off. She's so kind to me. She's so generous and loving, but practical. Get out of here. You got a stinky attitude. Take that off Facebook. <laughs> I've, got, I've got two witnesses in my life, the Holy Spirit and Pauline. <laughs> but no one else wants to be around you when you're uptight. But Jesus says, I can handle that. Bring it to me. Come to me. He says, come to me. Let's go there. So I just want us to, to just give you a few points because maybe you think, well, that's really good, but how do I find Jesus? Where, where is Jesus in this world? Um, Jesus says, come to me. So we find him in these ways. And, and it's, it's not a formula, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's just some practical advice that I think will help you. The first thing is, go to his word. Have your Bible. Because the Bible is, it says in John that the word became flesh and the word was God and the word is God and the word created everything and it says that Jesus is the living word. So our word today is our Bibles, our, our paper version, electronic version, whichever one you want to use. But that is the word of God to you. So if you want to get close to Jesus when he says, come close to me, then you've got to um, go to his word. I'd say do that every day if you can. Read the word every day. Get a deposit of Jesus into your thinking, into your life, and do it regularly. Um, be found in his house is the next key. That is the, the, the fellowship of believers. Being in church is his house. So um, that's another great place to connect with Jesus is in his house. We call that the church, the gathering of the saints. It's not a building. Uh, another way in which we can come to Jesus is find things to be thankful for and and go the next step further of being thankful and that is to worship him it's another great reason why we gather together like this in meetings like this is to give our worship and thanks back to Jesus and despite our uptightness we're saying Jesus I'm putting you first I'm raising my hand that's why we raise our hands in church we're saying Jesus I'm going to elevate your name I'm going to praise you I'm going to give you glory and honor from my humble little life to your grandiose heavenly greatness, giving it back to God. Then the fourth thing is to go and pray. So Jesus says, if you're uptight, come to me. There's some things. Get in the word. Be found in his house. In his house. Be thankful and worship and go and pray. That's some of the keys in which we can get close to Jesus. Because Jesus wants us to be close to him. And it's in those uptight moments that we need to be closest the most. So wherever you may be on the discipleship, discipleship journey, I'm going too fast, it's good to know Jesus wants to be with you in your uptight times. Jesus doesn't push you away. He wants you to come closer to him. Tell someone, bury that burden. Turn to someone and say, bury that burden. Let's go back to our scripture today. Matthew 11, verse 29 and 30. Jesus goes on and he says, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is like... Michael, can I please have my... Michael is talking. Can I please have my... 
my prop. So I want to illustrate something here today. Jesus begins saying, come close to me. Thank you. Very good. Let's give Michael a hand. Jesus begins, and, and I'm, not, I'm not a prop person. You know that if I preach. I don't like doing props very much. When I was a youth pastor, I always had to have props and always had things to, to illustrate stuff. So today, I'm back to being a youth pastor, so this is good fun. But Jesus begins by saying, come closer, come close. And he says, come close, come close, come a little bit more. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and you'll find rest for your soul. See, Jesus, is this some sort of mistake a misnomer, it's misleading, it's uh, false advertising even. See, a yoke is a symbol of hard labour. It's, it's what they would put on an ox or a bullock across, a, across its shoulders to plough or to pull a load. When, when I was thinking of this, who remembers this? I mean, this shows my age. Who remembers the song, The Old Bullock Dray? Let me see, I'll look around at all the people about my age. Do you remember that song? When the shearing is all over. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, don't sing. Pauline says, no, don't sing. <laughs> but a yoke <laughs> connects two oxen together. That's folk singing. That's really, anyone can folk sing. The yoke connects two oxen together, so they work together. And it's a great picture that Jesus uses. And I was thinking, I need to have someone up here who's smaller than me. That's very, I have to find someone who's eight years old. <laughs> I might have to find any, maybe Mark, you're not smaller than me, but you, you're, you're pretty clever, you can come. But this is a great picture that Jesus uses. It's not that Jesus wants you to work like a beast when he says, put my yoke on you. Because we think, well, I don't want, some people think, I don't want to put no yoke on, that's like slavery, that's bondage, that's, that's hard labor, why would I want to do that? But he doesn't want us to, to be like a beast of burden but look carefully at what he says so imagine imagine this picture of a yoke so now I'm Jesus I know I'm, I'm the smaller one although you all think I'm much more powerful so I come along and I said Mark here you go you can stand straight it's alright there you go that's alright so Jesus says Come on, you're all uptight. You're all, you're all agitated. Put my yoke upon you and I'll give you rest. You're thinking, what the heck is this all about? But this is, I'll just change my thing here. You can, I was going to put some rope around it, but I didn't have time, so I thought I'd just have to imagine. Imagine there's some sort of a collar around our necks so we're stuck together, so we can pull this load together. But this is what Jesus says. Put, put my yoke on you now we're going to get to work together. Now just let go of that thing, please. And he goes, come with me. Let's go. See? So who's carrying the burden? So bury that burden that you can. You can go now. Or if I swing around, I'll whack you on the head. So that's what Jesus means when he says, put my yoke on you. So when we have Jesus lever the yoke off us. That's what he means. He says, take my yoke upon you. It's easy. Um, the, the thing that we need to understand is, he says, take my yoke on. It means we willingly decide, Jesus, I will connect myself to you. Decide. Put on Jesus. He doesn't do it for you. 
We've got to decide, Jesus, I want, I want to be yoked to you. And so what happens there is we go where Jesus goes. Just take a moment. Oh, you need to hear this. Take notes. Say, I better wake up now. This is what you need to, this is the most important part of this whole, whole message today. When you're yoked with Jesus, you go where Jesus goes. You do what Jesus does because you're with him, you're yoked with him. And nothing is better than that. Nothing is better than that. And he carries the weight. So I, I want to lift the weight off people today. There's Christians in church serving, doing things. And it's like, this is just a heavy burden, man. I just can't handle it. I'm, I want to tell you, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, slow down. What are you, what are you yoking to? Because I'm telling you, that's not the yoke Jesus talks about. He doesn't want you burdened. He doesn't want you uptight. And there's a lot of people who come to church and they just come grizzling uptight. We've got to give this uh, it's time of the day. But you know what? When you're, when you're yoked to Jesus, you're going where Jesus is going. You're doing what Jesus does. That's awesome. That's the best thing of life. And we've got to ask ourselves, what have I, what have I been burdened to? What have I been yoking myself with? Sometimes it's negative thinking. Sometimes it's just a bad attitude about everything. Sometimes we're just carrying burdens that Jesus says, hey, how about you let me carry that? Yoke that to me. And as we walk together, he just, he lifts the weight. He carries the lot. So we can bury the burden. We, we bury that burden with Jesus. And he carried the weight. He, Jesus carried it all upon himself, all the way to the cross. So that we can bury the burdens that keep us weighed down. It's all about trust. So we need to trust Jesus with the yoke that is for us. And that's, that's easier said than done. Because I think there's a lot of times we're carrying this, this burden. We're not yoked to Jesus because we don't really know whether we can trust him or not. I don't know, Jesus. I don't want to put this on. I don't know what this is going to mean. I don't know what this will require from me. Should I do this or, or should I not? And it's a trust issue. See, the whole walk with Jesus is all about faith. Faith and trust are, are very similar words but it's when we put our faith in Christ and and what he does with our sin and with our shame and our guilt and he carried that away when we repent and ask him to forgive us of those things that's the gospel that's the whole message of being Christian it's so that we can bury the burden that we can't carry ourselves it's not so that we can just put it down on Sunday and pick it up again on Monday but it's so that it can be buried and we can walk free with Jesus bearing the burden. So trust Jesus with his yoke for you. See, the best things that God has come when we trust him. When we say, Jesus, that sound like it. You know, maybe you've lived your life thinking, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resist this, this, this bit about a yoke with Jesus. Because I don't, I don't think that sounds like fun. I don't think, think that sounds very, um, very appealing to me. But when we say Jesus, that means that you're carrying the load. You're the strong one in this relationship. You're the powerful one in this partnership. And you carry the burden. When we do that, we get the best plan for our life. We get the best mission for our life. We go to the best places and do the best things. Because we're going where Jesus is going and we're doing what Jesus is doing. Give the Lord a hand for that one.
If, if you'll hear the voice of Jesus to you today, he'll say, trust me, bury that burden. Hear the voice of Jesus today. He's saying, trust me, you can bury that burden today. Can I just have the uh, musicians back and join me? See, Jesus says, take the yoke. He's saying to us today, will you take my yoke upon you? And what we need to respond is by saying, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I, I believe in you. Clear up what it is to take the yoke of Jesus. Let's, let's clear up some of the fog in our lives that says, well, you know, I kind of went a, a, a little bit towards Jesus, but I, I couldn't fully commit for whatever reason. But clear up what it is to take the yoke of Jesus on our lives and submit ourselves to him fully. Being yoked to Jesus, he carries a load. You enjoy the success. He carries a load. You enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's the greatest part about this. Come close. Come close to Jesus. Today is our day to come close to Jesus. If we're weary or burdened or uptight, Jesus can handle that. Jesus gave himself to us for that. There's healing. This morning, I believe there's, there's healing both physically and emotionally for people. If, you've got, if you need healing in your body, you've got to say, Jesus, carry this burden. I want to yoke my, myself to you. You be the strong one when my, my physical is weak. Emotionally and psychologically, we can have weaknesses. And when we bring that to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want you to carry my emotional baggage. I want you to carry the burden that I can't carry for myself, that I can't fix on my own. There's other things. There's, there's forgiveness. Whatever other area of breakthrough you may need, breakthrough to freedom today and purpose a new direction, a new power, every spiritual thing that you could ever need or have desired, respond to Jesus right here today. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with me today. Because there is something important in our physical stepping sometimes. And my message today centers around come to me. Jesus saying, come to me, all you who are weary, all you who are uptight. Now we're not judging one another because we've all got our own uptight factors. We all carry them. We all, we all live with them. And in, in our society, we've all become masters of masking them and hiding them and not really confronting them today Jesus is saying come to me it's not about judging one another it's not about hey I wonder what they came out for I wonder, wonder what they're uptight about because sometimes we can we can limit ourselves and limit our potential because we've been we've been living and masking over our uptightness but today I'm going to really ask an important thing for you to do and that is to respond to Jesus Jesus said come to me we're going to do that today by, it's not manipulation, it's not trying to get a, to get, to get a, um, I don't know, an ego thing for me. But it can be the breakthrough you need when you say, Jesus, I just want to come and respond. I want to step out of where I am here in this building and come up to your altar, come up to the, come up to the front here. Say, Jesus, I just want to submit myself to you. Lord, I want to trust you more. I want to receive something of the supernatural into my natural life. 
I want you to carry the burdens that I can't carry. I want to yoke myself to your yoke. Because I've never seen it before like that, where Jesus, you're the one who levers that off me and you carry it for me. And Lord, I want to go where you go. Jesus, I want to do what you do. I want to be your servant. I want to be part of the success of a, of a life well lived when we walk with Jesus at that level. So you bury the false narrative. Sorry, bury the false narrative of your life. Bury the burden and take Jesus' option instead. As the singers just begin to sing, I want to invite people to come and uh, we'd just love to, I'll just lay hands on you. I'm not going to ask or pray for you as such, but I just want to, to just as a symbol of Jesus here today, I just want us to, to lay hands on people. I'll get uh, Pauline, some of the other ministry team in here, just to lay hands on you as we have this solemn moment with Jesus. So why don't you come right now, if you need to respond to Jesus and say, God, I want to take up that yoke. I want to have the freedom to go where you go and be where you are and do what you do. So why don't we come? Let's respond right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We'll just lay hands on those who come and believe in them for the breakthrough, for the change, for the miracles to take place in Jesus' name. Yes, people are coming right now. Thank you, Jesus. raise our hands to as a sign of surrender to Jesus and I want to declare over you a change of mind a change of heart so Father I just pray right now a change of heart over our, over our thinking over our understanding 
of your word. I pray, Lord God, for every single person here today with their arms outstretched, that we may receive something of the Holy Spirit afresh and anew. Lord, that we may leave church today saying, God, I'm going to let you carry the burden in my life today. I'm going to let you be the yoke that I willingly put on so that I can go where you go and do what you do and be part of the success of ministry in my life. So Father, I pray today, may something truly be deposited in our hearts today as we commit to allowing you put the yoke on me, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Just take your seats just for one more, just for a couple of moments. I always want to take the opportunity wherever I can to ask those who are here in church who have never had the opportunity to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. A big question for a lot of people is, well, how do I become a Christian? Well, basically, a Christian is a person who has had their sins forgiven by Jesus. And we get that by repentance. It means we turn to Jesus and say, I know I'm a sinner. I know I have things that are, that are separating me from, from God. And Jesus came to be, to be the mediator between heaven and earth, between people and the Heavenly Father. Jesus gave his life upon the cross so that all who would believe in him would be born again, it says. It means the old life is gone and a new life has begun. That's how we become a Christian. That's what being a Christian is. So we're not born into it. Our grandparents can't do it for us. Our parents can't do it for us. The church we attend can't do it for us. It's a decision of our will to say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me. I want you to come into my heart and be my saviour. To help people on that journey today, if that's you, we use a prayer here that is our first step in bridging that distance between God and us. And we're asking Jesus to, to deal with our sin. If you will, I'm going to ask us all to pray this together, but maybe you've never prayed a prayer like this before, but you're thinking, Jesus, oh, I, want, I, want, I want to know you. I want to have you in my heart. I want you to, to be my saviour. Then the words are on the screen. Let's pray it together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer for the first time and you mean it and you're thinking, Jesus, I want to follow you. Something's drawing me to you. Then please come and see me in between the services and I'd love to encourage you and pray with you and uh, give you some resource to help you understand how you can be a disciple of Jesus and that's the best thing you can do with your life praise God for today I want to thank you for coming out this morning and uh, just go home in your quiet time today and say Jesus I willingly submit to your yoke I'm going to walk where Jesus walks I'm going to go where Jesus goes and I'm going to do what Jesus does. That's a great recipe for a successful life and ministry. Have a great week, church. Thank you.